and I've made a mistake that thinking I'm in San Francisco and I buy all the maps to LA based on I'm in San Francisco. But if I'm not in San Francisco, then all the maps aren't going to take me. I can't get to where I want to go, even there, even though they're maps to that place, because it's all based on where I'm starting from. Yeah. So that's why non-duality. It's more. Let's say if there's worrying about a, a, a next week. Yeah. There's worrying in the in the mental state about next week. There's really no opinion about should you or shouldn't you be worrying about next week, or there's no opinion about what you're worrying about next week. The pointing is to who is it that's worrying about next week. Yeah. So anything that arises in one's head, you can use to point. Yeah. To the to that who thinks they're worrying about next week, because there's an assumption you're doing it. Yes. Isn't there? Because you could be li- living with someone right next to them all day, and they can be worrying about next week, but it's not affecting you at all, basically. But the same worrying about next week, held in a certain way, has a huge amount of influence in your day. And what's the difference? I don't see that as mine, and I see this as mine. So I would say the root is that is the idea that it's mine, not the worrying about next week. And you can change the degrees of how important what you're worrying about is and make it farther off or closer to where you are. All of that is just the dreaming. But the sense of being the one who's worrying about next week is what's placed before everything that the mental state comes in contact with. So all the thoughts... You're placed as either the object of the thoughts, thinking about me all day, or you're the doer of the thoughts. Same thing with feelings, same thing with seeing. The seeing is really forgotten by the emphasis on the seer and the seen. Yeah? So the feeling of being alive is made into a story that I'm the one seeing you. Yeah? Hearing, the same thing. Hearing becomes the hearer and the heard very fast, you know, very quickly. So there's the hearing, which is the basis of your experience, but then there's a a very quick interpretation or a layer put over it that has a story which it takes what's going on, let's let's say calling it one, seeing, yeah, into seer and seeing. That's duality, yeah, that's the thing. And that's why if you ever hear all these meetings called non-duality, that's what they're looking at. How one is made to seem to be like two. Yeah. So in sense, all there is is seeing, all there is is hearing, all there is is feeling, all there is is tasting, all there is is thinking, all there is is that. Yeah, it's just a verb. The mental state, the mental state, makes it into two things. So it says that's the scene, that's the object, and the seer, and they become more important than the seeing. And so maybe if it would just happen once a day, it wouldn't be a big deal. But if it's happening all day, suddenly you've really been moved out of living into an interpretation of a life. Yeah? It's happened to all of us. And when you find yourself already in that, yeah, every time you look for any solution, it's the problem pretty much looking for the solution. And it's going to make the solution another problem. Yeah? Just like they've have it, if you've been going to meetings like this, some beautiful words like awakening and presence and enlightenment and space have driven a lot of people freaking crazy. They were much better off before they ever went to a meeting like this because they found another spiritual ruler to compare themselves with other people or other things or themselves every day. And it the mental state claiming it has made it into the exact opposite of what it was implied to, you know? And now you feel like you have to become awake. Which The imitation of awakeness is that it's your inherent state. But the mental state hears it as a, either an edict or an order. All right, if I, I feel like they're telling me I have to be awake. Yeah? That's not what the message is probably even being directed with. But the way we hear it, it sounds like an order, you know? And then I feel like, hey, I'm not awake, and they're awake. Yeah? 
And I was, and then the worst is I was once awake, and then I lost it. This is this is like a hell, a mental hell. You were once awake, and now you've lost it. And it, it's based on you must have done something or didn't do enough to keep the awakeness going. It's always about us as what we're not. Every story, every story, even the story of the absence of you is you. It's about you. Even the story of wanting to know God just emphasizes the knower of God. It's, it's basically writing itself into every damn story it, it prints. Yeah. It's always somehow in there having an incredibly big role in it. Yeah. But in fact, if you just took a step back, and not even take a step back, I'm just using it to show up. To sort of produce a contrast, so you can see the difference between maybe where you're at with where maybe uh, that what's possible. Yeah, um, there's no step back because you're not, you can't step back out of what you are, but it would feel like it because what happens is something every time the thought system tells us what's going on, there's always been a quality there. Every every critique, every you know, condom, you know, like yeah, you did a great job. Everything, every consoling, every berating, all of that was preceded or was in a, a space of awareness. Yeah, you are aware of the thoughts. The thought wouldn't be able to be noted unless you were conscious. If the body was dead, you wouldn't be noticing. There would be no thoughts being generated by the brain. Yeah, there wouldn't be. But here you go. The thing is, if you if you can just sort of get a flavor, because it's right there. The presence of being on is right there at every time there's a thought. It's just that the thought produces the sense that. Where that which the thought is think is thinking about, or we are that which is having the thought, yeah, which is a thought in itself. So every thought is framed by I'm the thinker of it. So we can, we never leave the mental state. Yeah, we notice the mental state, but the the noticing of the mental state is claimed and neutered, and then. And then what's noticing the mental state is proclaimed in the mental state. So you're in the mental state completely. Yeah? When all around it is awareness. And I, I would say if we weren't in abusive situations when we were young, we were more apt to be available to that awareness because the sports system hadn't developed enough. Yeah? So what really, when I was a kid... I had no desire to get more into the moment because I hadn't entertained I could be out of any moment. Yeah. I had to have some incredible, incredible, insane thoughts had to come into my head that I believed to make my experience the way it is right now. That I always feel like I'm just a little late or I just can't really be here. I can't really get what's available. I can't stay present. But what's talking, all that, isn't us. And we do not need to be beholden to it. You can hear it, and you will, because you're awake, but you don't have to listen to it. You can hear it. You can listen to it. You can hear it presenting the story of you. And, you know, if you're happy with that story, then fucking keep listening to it, because you're going to be the star for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But if somehow, maybe you have a curiosity of, hey, what happened? How did I seem to get so displaced where I needed to shoot heroin and cocaine in my neck to feel like I was alive? Since when I was a kid, I was incredibly sort of happy. What happened? Something came up, or I grew into it, that caused a certain weather front to hang over all of my days, Yeah. And you know, like a, like 15 years ago, I was introduced to this idea, I heard it, I entertained it, I didn't study it, I read a couple of books, and then when I'd hit up something that caught my attention, I'd stop reading and I'd just walk around and entertain it while I was doing what I had to do. And then the mind, the mind had an aha, or an unspoken yes. And it entertained it sufficiently for it to become stabilized. Yeah? 
And then I was finally shown, not me obviously, but there was a showing of that which is prior to the thoughts. Yeah, That which is behind the camera. That which is what you would call a pause. Or that which is available when you're startled, you know, or you're stunned, or you get a Zen bitch slap, or something hits you. You don't, it's not, the aha doesn't take you out, it just, it just puts you right before that little groove of the record that always skips, yeah? You're right before it. It just takes the needle, instead of falling back into the old thing, oh, it's me, it, it, it goes down before that. And then you don't think that it's you. In a sense, you have a, an intimate hit that it's you. That doesn't need to be fortified by thought. Trying to fortify it by thought will bring it back into the mental state. Yeah? You just know before knowing that, aha. Yeah? And then, and suddenly, instead of starting at square three all, you, all the time, you step back Things come and go, you know, anger, joy, they all come in and out. You don't get everything you want, you know, none of that, it may happen, but it doesn't necessarily. All you have is a relief that you can never get after the thought system becomes dominant, because you cannot get it from the system that's producing the problem. It's impossible, yeah, like Einstein said. You can't go to the system that's producing a problem for a solution to it. So, if you are, in the mental state's point of view, a body and a mental idea, how can that get out of the mental state? It's impossible, yeah? But if you weren't that, what would arise is you're, you have never actually been in the mental state. You've seen the mental state, but you never have actually been in the mental state. So the solution about what you believe you're in is the realization it's impossible. So you never need to get out again. And that's being out. Yeah. It doesn't take any effort or time. It just takes the ability to entertain. Hopefully, I'm just trying to follow what happened to me. That lady who was sharing that night did me a great service. She saved me a lot of time. What she offered became the last answer in my life. And I feel everyone has the right to hear this. What they do with it is what they do with it. But I was practicing a lot of spirituality. The one, the I that I'm not, you know. And you know what? No matter how much I practice, I never came to this revelation that I may not be what I'm thinking I am, yeah? Because every time there was meditation, the meditation was used to indicate the meditator, another way of being bonded to self. Every time I fasted, the, the, the reflection from the fasting claimed by the mental state was I was the faster, yeah? Every time I knew God, it just was a full-length picture to see the knower of God, me, as his body. So there was no inherent relief, so it had to be vigilantly practiced. You had to create the right conditions and situations, have quiet. I remember I lived on a very on a big property a very rich guy had in Australia, and he had a lot of different places, sort of like this. The one I stand was much smaller, but his was sort of like this. And around 5.15, he'd drive around in this little motor thing to tell everyone no sound at 5.30 because he was going to go into his meditation room, yeah? So his whole idea was a 5.30 piece starts, but all until 5.29, he was angry as hell. Right, driving around, stop, no more noise from 5.30 to 6.30. His peace was quite conditional, Yes. It was in a certain place at a certain time. If any one of us made noise, there goes his peace. That's not peace. Yeah, That's another men- product of the mental state. Peace doesn't have time in it. The solution doesn't have time in it. The solution doesn't even have the idea of being a solution in it. It's only recognition of being a solution is here when there can seem to be a problem. Yeah. 
once you see from the solution, you see the problem is an activity. Therefore, it, it's never truly established. It can only seem to be established. Could you say that in, in peace doesn't have sound in it either? Peace doesn't have sound? Sound. No, you can say all of that. You want to call it from silence, but all notes are held, are held in silence. Yeah. But the whole point is the peas don't... It's not a place. It's, it's you. Yeah? It's a quality of what you are. As soon as you're, you're weaned off of what you're not, these qualities will either flower or they won't, but there'll be, there will be a lot of revelation. Yeah? Bleeding... You know, from here out, not getting applied to sink in. Yeah? The knowledge will bleed out. You'll know by finding out, which is much more convincing than studying. Yeah? Just, it's so, it's so simple. And once you had that flavor, once the, see, the idea of me being the thinker and the thoughts is so freaking tiny. It's such a small space surrounded by a huge possibility. If we could just entertain that I may not be the, uh, the doer of that system, you may just fall back out of it and you'll sense the, co the context that it's appearing in. Yeah? The thoughts aren't even close to where you start. You have a pause, no, no one may even notice, but that pause is a moment of eternity in time. The pause can be an eternity, and in that eternity, you see what you used to look from. Yeah? You see the body instead of looking from it. You see the thoughts instead of believing you're the thinker of them. You see feelings and things going up and down. And then you see the dance of duality very, very clearly. And then you see the mother and father of all that dance is this split mind going into subject-object. And then you see you're not that. Yeah. Does it stop? No, because it never actually started. So the dream just keeps on dreaming. But now you're awake, yes? You're awake to being awake. No fireworks go off. The loving gaze may not suddenly happen. Yes? People may not recognize that you're this or that. And you know, to me, I like to call it dog shit awareness. Yeah? Because it's very, very ordinary. You're just incessantly on. Yeah? There's a quality that can never be matched by. I don't care how much... I don't care how many thoughts you have. They can never outthink eternity. Let's say there's a thought, and there's a thought prior to it, you don't see, thinker, yeah? I'm the thinker, there's a thought. I'm the thinker, there's a thought. In this, it's almost like the necklace or the links are complete. You can't see even a little minute gap between the thinker and the thought of being the thought thinker, yeah? The thought and the thinker. And it goes on and on and on. And what happens is, when you start questioning, not the thought, but the thinker, the gaps open up, yeah? And then you sense the space between the thought and the thinker, yeah? And they widen. And then you see, Jesus, there's not spaces in the gaps between the thoughts that the, the thoughts are actually appearing on the space, yeah? Instead of almost like having a wallpaper of thoughts, which therefore you never see the wall that it's on. Suddenly, the thoughts and the thinkers link, unlink, and what you start seeing is the space. Or it's sort of like you see through the movie, and you see the screen. And then when everyone wants to clap for the movie, you start clapping for the screen. Because you realize all the movies have the only way they ever can appear is on that screen of awareness. Yes? No matter if it's a melodrama, all the crying doesn't hurt the screen. War pictures don't blow the screen up. 
Yes? You finally see what's truly constant. Yes? It brings a big effect here on us. There's a whole lot of us, we're trying to rely on things that unhappily are unreliable. Because they're at the effects of conditions and time. And those things change a lot. So there's no place for us to rest our head here. But that incessant onness never skips a beat. You can never... You can, it's so there, we're not, we can't notice it. It's so ever-present, it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like where waves go into a class about the ocean, yeah? We're determined that we're an independent, separate, long-lasting wave, but we have this little inkling that we'd like to know about the ocean, yeah? So we're going to a meeting like this about the ocean, and we're trying to have an experience of the ocean, as a wave, yeah? And maybe we get some books about the ocean, and we, we study it, and we really, really like the ocean, but because of our wave identification, we can only picture knowing it or experiencing it. We can't picture being it, yeah? Because the only way we can picture the ocean is in relation to the wave as a separate, long-lasting, independent event, yeah? So, and the wave can get so incredibly insane, the wave can think it's dry, that it's seeking a nice, refreshing jump in the water. It's dry as, like, a a three-hour, you know, an iguana here at, like, 12 in the afternoon. It's once, it's actually searching for its thirst being quenched when it's drenched, yeah? Now, what would happen? Does it need to study more about the ocean? Does it need to learn more about the ocean? Or maybe just entertain it may not be a wave. Because what would happen if the identification as a wave weakened? In in a nanosecond, the recognition of being the ocean could dawn on you. Then, would you be looking for the ocean as an experience? Would Would you be studying the ocean to know it? No, you would be the ocean. Like a great master, Raman Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. To know God is to be God. Yeah. You don't wake up to God, you wake up as, if you want to call it God. Not your conceptual idea of God, but the only thing there is, which is this awareness. You wake up, it doesn't take a second. And it's never going to look like you hoped it was going to look like, or thought it would look like. But you finally can rest. Finally. Finally can rest. It's better than 50 Thai massages. You can just really rest. Even when there's stress and stuff like that, you're the place you'd like to sit in. You're the place you can take a breath in. Yeah, and there's no room you gotta go to, you don't need to go to the bathroom, you're right there. Yeah. Because without you nothing's going on. So this isn't really like a way to look for the one, it's just questioning the sense of two-ness. If you're not this object, this body, maybe you are the subjectivity. And if you are the subjectivity, just you'll find out what happens. What I found out is 14 years of stabilized traveling lighter. No fully paid trips to Disneyland, but having much, very little desire to go to Disneyland. Never, never having the experience of being liberated, but losing the need to be liberated. Yeah, I could give a damn about enlightenment or awakening, because they're not things. This moment is truly all there is, so I have an immunity to yesterday and tomorrow and all the thoughts about them. Because without thoughts, there aren't any yesterdays or tomorrow. The thought system is drenched in time. If you're listening to your thoughts and you have devotion to them, you are going to be of time. 
So if you feel peace now, you'll be worrying, will you feel peace tomorrow? That's not peace. It's not a condition that comes and goes. But if we take ourselves to be a condition that's coming and going, we'll make everything else a condition that's coming and going. I was talking to our friend here, yes, last night, and if you have difficulty with all this and all that, and you still take your thoughts to be you, and you can't imagine that there's anything prior to the thoughts, then this great master Ramana Maharshi said, well, your view, maybe you should look into this idea of surrender. So to find a sense of something greater in you, and let go of the reins of this life. Let go of the managing and the controlling and being in the outcome business, yeah? See what happens. And maybe when you give up being the proprietor of this life, you may be more open. You may be able to fall back without trying to manage everything here and trying to control everything here. You may loosen the grip Will you fall back into that, what's prior to thought. If you feel like you're doing it all day, you're trying to do yourself back there, maybe ask a self-inquiring, a subjective question, well, who is it that's doing that? Yeah? And maybe you'll see all the meaning that's being given to should I or shouldn't I be doing it isn't coming from what you're doing, but from you. Yeah? From the idea of you. Course in Miracles says, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. You and I, all day, we're giving everything all the meaning it has. There's one system that most meaning is being given through, which is self-centeredness, being identified as a self, and relying on the thought system to live a life here. We've had plenty of that meaning already. And then there's other meanings that can move through you from a centered space which will see things totally different. Yeah. What you used to give the meaning to as a threat, it won't see as a threat. Yeah? The whole way you travel will change with no effort on your part. You're always going to show up. You're an action figure. You're not escaping from here. Even if you think you're going to lay on a couch for 24 hours, that's an action. Yeah? But what would happen if what you always are looking for was already real, realized right where you are? Your pursuit of happiness would slow up, yes? Maybe you'd be able to smell the roses and be available to people. You wouldn't be so freaking busy with your time and your problems and your thoughts and your feelings. Maybe you could be used here. Yeah. And maybe there'd be a great joy in seeing other people do well, yeah? I come from recovery and service is paramount there because the incessant obsession with self is so strong the only medicine you can be given at first is taking action to get out of your head, yeah? To do service, to go work at that soup kitchen or do something and not help people you know but strangers and see what happens because you'll get a familiarity of how it feels to be relieved from the bondage of self so that your mind can entertain the possibility yeah, of what it's like not being preoccupied with what I think I am. Yeah? How does it feel? For me, it was amazing, this idea of service, because it would take you out of whatever condition. I used to go to this one detox, the lowest detox in San Francisco called Pazadon. Was you had to be drunk or loaded to get in, and the first floor were just mattresses where people would sleep and try to sleep it off. And if you went upstairs, if you were interested, they would let you stay for three days, and they try to help you get into a place to sort of stay sober a day at a time. So I had I used to go there once a month, every month, yeah, to bring in a recovery meeting there. So I may have been totally obsessed with my girlfriend was leaving me this and that. Ten minutes in that room all I felt was incredible gratitude. 
yeah, by listening to these other people. Gratitude. I had no idea what gratitude was. Now I did. And over a period of time, I moved out of the, the level of experiencing gratitude into my attitude being infused with it. Yes? This is what, this is the possibility. So, and when I got out of myself, what happened? Over and over again, doing this stuff called service, the, the sense I had when I got out of self was I was larger, bigger, you know, I, you know more spacious, and I sensed a presence. Yeah. I sense a presence, let's say, of a higher power, whatever. I sense the presence. Okay? This became the norm. I watched it because I did it for a lot of, um, a lot of times, took those actions to put me in that position. And then one night, it was happening, and I finally I realized, you know what? So here I do the service, and what I find out is I'm available. Yeah. I'm available to life in service. And when I'm available, I sense a presence. Yeah. So... But then I always go back into the mental state, into identifying with the one who is doing the service, and therefore very quickly I'd need to do service again, because the insanity would crop up and get stronger until I could get out of self. Yeah? But the familiarity was building, because I was having that experience. So then one night it did it, and I realized, Jesus, I'm the presence. I'm the presence. Yeah? And because I'm the presence, I'm available. And because I'm available, I'm of service. Yeah? Now, the act of service wasn't necessary because I became of service. Yeah? The store was open, so to speak, 24-7. <laughs> this is the dilemma. It may take a while because when you see the thoughts, the mental state will arise and say, I'm the one that's seeing the thoughts which is a mental state, yeah? But one time, one time, the emphasis will be on the seeing, yeah? And if it doesn't lock in then, you'll have other opportunities where the emphasis will not be on what's this, what you're seeing, I'm seeing those thoughts as another thought, but you'll have the emphasis of the awareness. You'll feel the context that you are, yeah? You'll sense it. You can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't taste it, but it will intimate itself and you'll pick it up. Like they say, you'll sense the presence. You sense a presence of something that can't be seen, felt, taste, touched, and thing, and which I believe is what we are. So you'll sense that presence, yes? You'll sense it. It'll intimate. And therefore, when you see the thoughts arise again, and then you see the thoughts that says, oh, I'm the one who's having the thoughts, you won't... The flag won't go up, and you won't, you won't believe that's where you are. You'll just still be suspended, and then you'll sense the presence. And finally, you may recognize your original face, which is not of a body. Yeah? You'll sense, I'm the awareness. Once that starts becoming dominant, the game is over. Yeah? The interest and attention starts leaving the thought system. Now it comes right where you are, and instead of enslaving this Sunday to last Wednesday or next week in your head, right, it will be enriching this moment. You'll be freed from the bondage of self. Freed from it. The bondage is a mental activity, and the self is a mental idea. You're not going to get out of the mental state as a mental state. And the great news is you don't need to get out of the mental state because you're not a mental state. You're a being or awareness. You're not of mentation. So, not being a path to illumination whatever path you're on, this will illuminate it. Yeah? So you'll become the bringer of the light, just like it did with me in AA. I was doing workshops every week for 19 years on a certain thing we do in recovery, which is we take an inventory. So we look at our lives, and we look at resentments, fears, and harming other people in the pursuit of what we want. And we take a little inventory of the behavior, yeah? 
but it's predicated on a statement before you enter this little process, which is being convinced that self, this thing I call selfing, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, we will now look at its common manifestations. And the first one, the next word in the first paragraph after that statement is resentment. Resentment is the first thing we take an inventory of. Yeah? But if you read the logic of the statement, resentment is an expression of self, not you. Yeah? So we start seeing how the mental state has defeated us by taking ourselves to be a mental state. Yeah? And then hopefully what will occur is you'll finally see that maybe the sense of self is a foreign installment and as soon as that dawns on you the next thing that you'll entertain is I can be free from it instead of entertaining I can be free as it or get enough therapy for it that it won't rip my head off every night or take a sleeping pill to knock it out or something you'll actually entertain hey I can be free from it because now you saw the root of the dilemma you have been identified as what you're not yeah it's the space that was already there has been pronounced you see it as something other than you and therefore you can be free from it you're not free of the thoughts you're free of the being the thinker of them you're not free of feelings feelings are going to keep on happening but you'll be free of being the feeler of them yeah you're not free of problems but the, you'll be free from having them called your problems yeah you'll not be resentments may arise but they won't be your resentments they won't be your fear and I'll tell you it's much easier to see through fear than it is your fear as an investment in the fear then it's being used to promote the sense of self say that again fear my fear my fear is much harder to let go of because there's an investment in the fear the fear is part of your story as an action figure without the fear you wouldn't be you so there's a fear of losing the fear because therefore you feel like you'd be losing you but when you see it as fear as as an expression of a foreign installment it's quite easily to be gone because you're not interested in it anymore yeah. a lot of people love to be wrong in life because that makes them feel right about how wrong they are yeah the selfing has an agenda it's using everything to promote itself so you may have a story you want to get out of something but it has no intention of getting out of it <laughs> it's, it's like a it's like a golden calf it's milking for it for everything yeah it's the reason why you couldn't graduate from college or your first marriage ended up in a divorce you're not going to give up that golden cow your mental state it has it's gaining relevance in it people get relevance of being fearful it gets to a point they become a fearful fearful person yes the identification is now complete you think they're going to be easily given up fear when their whole personhood is based on it but fear if you see fear the appropriate response is it's it's contracting it's heavy yes it, i would be much better off without it there's no hidden agenda just like if I had a house I used to tell this story in recovery you may not like it but I'll do it anyway because it has one point it gets across well oh no I won't go there I won't go there well let's just say you're in a house already and you've got a lot of furniture in there well let's and you got a there's a lot of investment in there, yes? Yet it's not working for you. But it's very difficult to leave because there's so much investment in it, yeah? You don't, if there was a solution offered you, you may not rush up to it because you're almost uh, identified or bound to the problem. Yeah? 
But what would happen if you saw the blueprint of the house and you didn't want to be in there? It would be much easier to get out of the house before it was built, yes? Than trying to get out of it after it's built. This is what this this is what that step back allows us to have a little space or a pause between the building of the story, yeah, and the blueprint of the story. The blueprint always starts with I think, yes. The end story could be one chapter, thirty chapters, but if you decline being the author, then the story loses power. It's so simple that you can repeat it. Just, just let your. All you need is entertain the possibility. Just maybe, maybe just entertain. There could be something prior to where I believe I start. That maybe something is looking through the body, not looking from the body. That maybe when I close my eyes, I don't really get a sense that I'm behind my cheekbone. Yeah. It feels like I'm much larger than the body when I close my eyes, yeah? It may be possible that what is that sense that's there that allows everything to be heard, but I never can hear it? What is that? It could possibly be us. And having moved back to square zero, it's almost the game explains itself. When we keep waking up at square three, we're explaining the game. But from square zero, blue becomes blue, red becomes red. You can see things clearly. Common sense comes up. (laughs) You don't try to get out of what you can't be in, and you don't try to get into what you can't be out of. A lot of time is saved, yeah? And what is asked of us, then? Absolutely nothing. You'll be your own living scripture. You'll be the manifestation of truth. You'll be that. In all its little glorious, mysterious ways, you'll see things happening through you that will explain so much by using so little. And it's, you know, in one sense, it's only one word in the English language that has to be subtracted, which is my. Yeah? If you could just see the my is the mental bridge to everything that it wants to claim. And everything it claims becomes like a full length mirror so it can trigger a sense of being a body. So the mind will stay subservient to this limitation. Yeah, will be looking for itself as a as a goal instead of looking from itself. That the qualities it inherently has, it will be try it will try to acquire or not to acquire. It will believe that it can do and have itself into a condition, other than realizing that condition is already there, inherently prior to any doing and having. Yeah. It's like all the emissions you've been trying to save up. You're in the amusement park for free. And you got a lot of tickets. <laughs> you got so many tickets you can give to others. You give plenty of time to others now. <laughs> so that's it, really. I don't want to beat the dead horse. <laughs> Any questions? It's simple, isn't it? I don't see how it could do... It's difficult with language, obviously, but there's an intimation through the language that may hit you, yeah? The message is... is your own aliveness, yeah? So when it echoes or resonates with the message, it's just resonating with its own sort of vibratory quality, so to speak. And the mental state has a different vibratory quality, yes? It's it's very, very anxious. Very, 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 very. This is more like a long note, you know? Mm -hmm. 
gives us always the baseline. All the ups and downs, the close and fars, the yes and no's, all move through, go through this baseline. I would say we are that baseline. And without any intention, it's going to bring a, bring a byproduct here. You'll travel later as the body. What do they say? Stress is one of the biggest killers, yeah? Where does most stress come from? The mental state, yeah? And where does the most stress, where's the, where's the, the field, the stress, the mental stress is being harvested from? Yesterday and tomorrow, yeah? Isn't that where the mental state goes? It goes, it only sees everything from the past, yes? It only projects what it thought it saw in the past into a future to think it sees that. Yeah. And most of our concerns are never produced right here and now. They're always produced in yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. And they have to be cultivated and harvested by the thought system because your body doesn't go there. Your spirit can't go there. Your spirit can't go into the past or the future. Your body's not going into the past or the future. The only thing that's retrieving and harvesting these crops are the mental state. And even that's not really going there. It's not going there because there's no there to go to. It's just a preoccupation now, yeah, called the past and future. To do what? To really hijack the attention and interest that can only be here and stuff it into a mental here called yesterday and tomorrow. So it can grow things that it can't crop it here. You cannot have the amount of anxiety you're having today based on today. It's impossible. Yeah? It is. It's impossible. The stress and anxiety we're in has been accumulated. <laughs> it's been collected. It's been hydroponically produced. It's constantly, constantly, you know, just re-upping all the time. Our interest and attention is so be, so worn down from these trips following the thought system and bringing back the same news. <laughs> it's like the homing pigeon never getting to go back home. When the interest and attention is freed from that slavery, it will enrich your life. You'll start maybe being interested and attentive to the space and the presence and the onness, and you'll have a strong immunity to yesterday and tomorrow, because you'll have a clear, clear, common sense, workable recognition, it's not happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not happening. I just I don't see how it, that could be seen as work. <laughs> you know, it's not asking you anything, or it's not even asking you. Acceptance is just accepting any, everything as it is. That's the easiest thing. When has the mental state ever done that? <laughs> when has the mental state ever accepted you completely for longer than maybe thirty seconds? Yeah, how long? How long? Like you find okay, you ran a good race today. All right, get up. We got. You got to start going again. It's like a slavery, isn't it? To me, it just. It's like. It's like the alarm clock never is off in the, up there. Yeah. And when have? Let's say you run. Let's say I run five miles, and then I stop running. When does the thinking stop? <laughs> when can you say, "All right, I've thought enough"? Does it ever listen to your? Hey, that's enough. I mean, you've been thinking about something that supposedly may not even happen 20 years ago. That's enough. Has it ever listened? Maybe. And then what happens? It, it doubles back and goes back there again. It's like a dog that has the scent of that bone. It's not going to leave it. You don't think that's having an effect on you? The thought system? If... if I'm thinking of myself running, and I run till it stops, till I'm so tired that I can't think anymore. Then yeah. I just catch my breath. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So you're not even running for the body. <laughs> you no, want, you're running, running for relief from the head. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny, I know. 
What? <laughs> it is. That's how demanding it is. No, you better fucking run if you think I'm stopping. <laughs> I think you're going to have to do 10 miles today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> then I'll give you what? Half hour break? All right, you get a half hour. You're, up, get, you're on the job in a half hour. We got to think about tomorrow. <laughs> There's a lot to think about, Paul. <laughs> it's insane, eh? Oh, man. Once you, when you get a, even a little relief, you'll see how much it's been doing. <laughs> you will, you will. I mean, you really know the problem from the solution. You do. It tells you everything about it. It's tricky. It's a tricky thing because in time it's probably the fastest reaction of all. It's the only place to have a solution to it is timelessness. And you must be that which is timeless because you are the solution. It's only prior is there any freedom to anything, not after. After is always put in the context of time. And freedom is not based on time. Nor is any spirituality, actually, if you want to call it spirituality. It always has to have the quality of timelessness to be worth anything. I'm really happy I came to this place. We had a chance to have satsang and stuff and just talk. It's really, it's... It's just awesome to share some good news, you know. I was so happy to hear it when it started dawning on me. I was so happy, you know, gratitude. I've never lost, I've had a huge amount of gratitude about it for years because it relieved me of... uh, of myself. <laughs> yes. I would, you know, if I wrote a novel now, now it would be Life Without Paul. <laughs> it would be great. It would be a great story. Life with Paul was like a prison melodrama. Life without Paul, fucking great. <laughs> but I wonder what, what people find nicer to read, though. Of course. The head <laughs> wants to read about themselves as someone else. <laughs> When you're when when you're nothing, it ain't that interesting to the mental state. I tell you, because you are in a sense nothing, but not the way our terminology usually implies it to mean. To me, it's everything. But the mental state is definitely not interested in what you are. Very few. I mean, this is a very minor showing, and I mean the biggest people who do this kind of talking, they don't get that many people.